la 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 not you looking up to the heavens with each key change <laughs> the higher the key change the closer, closer to god, to god. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ride Home Podcast. My name is Abby. Hey, guys, it's Caitlin. We treated ourselves this week to a little at-home movie. To be quite frank with you, I'm not loving the theater choices right now. No. There is some stuff coming out towards the end of May and June. There's Mm -hmm. some, like, exciting summer movies, obviously. Sure. But I feel like the spring is really a goofy time for movies in general. And we have had some really good smaller movies. Yeah. I just haven't really been interested in like the blockbusters or like the big ones that people are catching right now. It's an awkward time for film. It's just that awkward like teenage phase of the year. (laughs) Which I have to be honest too. I feel like by this time last year, there were way higher quality, yes. like mainstream films. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, there's always like independent stuff that, like, what we've been reviewing recently. That's always sure. good every year. That's being released at random times. Mm-hmm. But I feel like last year there was a lot of really good early year content. Mm-hmm. I mean, we released our first episode, I believe, in May. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of movies stashed up and we yeah. really enjoyed most of them. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Hmm. And now we're in a writer's strike. So oh. we're going to have an awkward phase next year and the year after year. possibly. Yep. Oopsies. But okay. it's all right. We stand with the writers. Absolutely. And we, they need to get paid. So pay them. Pay the writers. <laughs> pay the writers, please, for the love of God. So we can have some good movies. Yes. Um. So yeah, we decided to watch a streaming movie. We asked for some suggestions from everybody and we decided to go with Rye Lane, which is currently streaming on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Hulu subscription, it's free, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. You can watch it. Unless you have an LG <laughs> smart TV. TV. Smart TV. Because Specifically then you're not, the 4K one. You're not going to be able to watch it. It won't play on Hulu. <laughs> You'll just see a green, a green screen. screen. We could not get it to work. And we searched the seven C's for an answer. And I found, of course, on Reddit, because that's where all answers the actually answers. Yeah. yeah. On Reddit, they were like, yeah, if you have an LG TV, if you watch a movie on Hulu with Dolby sound, <laughs> it doesn't work. And I was like, what? The most random, like, assortment of items, which we had all of those. We had the the trifecta. And it was just not working. But luckily, I recently treated myself to a PS5. Yes, So we had a backup. We We got it to work on the PS5. Yes, we (laughs) did. very excited that we did. Yes. um, Because it was a very quick, Mm -hmm. like, hour and 20. Hour 22. Hour 22 romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. British. Mm-hmm. So if you struggle with British accents, subtitles, mm-hmm. <laughs> imme- we immediately put on the subtitles. If you just have ADHD, right. subtitles. subtitles. <laughs> if you're over the age of 30, subtitles. subtitles. So we immediately turn them on uh-huh. because this movie is so short mm-hmm. and because it's a romantic comedy 
which most, if not all, romantic comedies, they end up together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. There isn't much of a quote unquote spoiler mm-hmm. to be had, except for like specific things that happen throughout the movie that are funny or interesting. Right. So that being said, breaking it into a spoiler, no spoiler section feels a little odd to us because mm-hmm. it's just, it's such like a condensed little film yeah. that it would be really hard to break it up. So that being said, we will be talking about the movie freely and openly. And so if you don't want any spoilers, you have an hour and 20 minutes to watch it real quick. Yeah. And then come back. Go check it out. Yeah. Come back. So to kick it off, do you mind Mm -hmm. reading the synopsis for Rylane? Yeah. As in Dom, two 20-somethings both reeling from bad breakups connect over the course of an eventful day in South London, helping each other deal with their nightmare exes and potentially restoring their faith in romance. This movie is directed by, which this is crazy to me, first time director, Rain Allen Miller, who mm-hmm. is a female director, which we yes, love that. Love to see it. Love to see it. Also written by two gentlemen, Nathan Byron and Tom Malia, I want to say his last name is. Mm-hmm. They are not first time writers, but they're first time feature writers. They've only worked on British television series as writers before. Insane. And it stars David Johnson and Vivian Opara, who, again, have not been in a feature film. So everyone in this film who worked on it, directed it, written it, acted in it, very green, very Mm -hmm. new, very fresh. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, A, what did you think about it? And B... Could you tell that it was baby's first movie? Ooh, could you could you okay. tell that it was everyone's first time? Every- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, those are good questions. So first of all, I loved this movie mm-hmm. and it is growing on me more and more. ever since we've watched it there's more things that i come to love about it and we watched it like yesterday yeah just watched it yesterday (laughs) um but it just has grown on me i loved it like as soon as it ended Mm -hmm. but it's like i like it even more now secondly part b of the Mm -hmm. question i think parts of it felt a little new Mm -hmm. like it felt a little bit like everyone's i like you could just tell like baby's first steps a little bit yeah a little bit um overall not glaringly so right and let me say i think what maybe was the most mature of all were david johnson and vivian opara's performances Mm -hmm. they very much did not feel like this is their first feature film no uh (laughs) they they're experts absolutely (laughs) yeah um and i think directing also felt pretty mature i mean for it being her first movie in the ways that it felt new, mm-hmm. it almost just made it feel more youthful because mm. it is, to me, I felt like a very youthful film yeah, um, and a celebration of young love and like being kind of in that awkward phase of your life where you're not sure if you're ready to commit to a serious relationship mm-hmm. and just kind of figuring yourself out and all of those things I felt like really played out very well. Yeah. And so I think part of the newness of being like this is our first movie we've worked on kind of fit into that a little mm, bit. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like we're figuring ourselves out by making this movie. A little like it bit. seemed like it was like a movie made by young people for young people about, about young, young people. people. And it absolutely. And in a way, I think that's kind of what made this feel real and mm-hmm. genuine and 
charming. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I also really liked this movie mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I was kind of surprised by how much because I am not a rom-com person. No, you are not. Um, I really struggle with rom-coms for a lot of reasons. I feel like I don't really like most of the characters. Mm-hmm. I actually usually hate most of the characters, <laughs> I'm not, yeah. if I'm being honest. Um, I usually really struggle with the male interest. I think they're always so lackluster, mm-hmm. and yet these women are always just falling all over them mm-hmm. in these movies. And there's also, a, I don't know how to explain it, but it almost feels like this materialistic, capitalist vibe to most of them, where it's like, Every single one of them, it's like a writer or a fashion mm-hmm. designer or they live in New York or they're rich from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And it just always feels very straight, very white, very <laughs> upper middle class to extremely wealthy. Yeah. And I think what was really great about this movie was we saw actual youthful people who mm-hmm. aren't like 35 year olds pretending to be 22. Right. And... People who are fresh faces, so mm-hmm. they're not these superstars that we know from every you know, other, every other Right. It's not Reese Witherspoon. Right. Right. Also, it is extremely refreshing to see two black people falling yes. in love and to not have it be this like tragic story. Dude, yes. And I think it was just an extremely refreshing movie to watch as somebody who doesn't like rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And it certainly followed some like rom-com traditions. Like there is that weird part in the middle where they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. That happens in like every rom-com where like they break up for a bit or they find out that someone lied about something. And like that happens in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And there is like a big, bold romantic gesture and all of those things. But what's fantastic too is that like some of those tropes from typical rom-coms are kind of turned on their head a little bit and it's the woman that lied Mm -hmm. and it's also the woman that does the big romantic gesture like it felt different it felt fresh and it felt real and it felt like it matches young millennial kind of gen z energy Mm -hmm. where it's just a very different way of telling a love story and i i was really impressed by it and i gotta say like hats off to some newbie writers and a new director because they killed it i thought they did such a good job i felt like that too and i love Mm rom-coms and we've talked about this i'm a bit of a rom-com connoisseur yep and even though it did follow a lot of the same tropes yep I feel like this really stepped outside of the box of what a rom-com is in such a fun and exciting way. Mm -hmm. And like you said, just to see it be so real and down to earth and just down to earth is a really good way to put it. This whole movie was down to earth and the characters were down to earth and it was just refreshing. Like, I don't know. It was just like two people that you feel like really could exist in the world Mm -hmm. and that almost everyone could relate to in some way. And to top it off, two people with unbelievable chemistry. Oh my God. Like unbelievable chemistry. Like they might date in real life or something. (laughs) I don't know. Because this is probably one of the most palpable Mm -hmm. 
connections that I've seen in a rom-com maybe ever. I'm just going to give a spoiler and say that I'm not somebody who has like a palpable reaction to rom-coms. I don't cheer. I don't clap. I mm-hmm. don't cry. I don't react at all. I don't really rom-coms. feel like rom-coms make you feel much of anything. Barely. Right. I sometimes laugh at funny parts. <laughs> I sometimes laugh. <laughs> Usually I don't. No. Which another thing is that this movie is genuinely funny. Really funny. In this movie, in the very final scene, after the big romantic gesture, mm-hmm. there is a shot of the two of them just looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And it's this spinning shot around the two of them with this really gorgeous lighting they both look incredible. They look ethereal. Yes. They're and glowing. They're glowing. And Vivian has the most beautiful, warm, just deeply and madly in love smile I've mm-hmm. ever seen. Like, it looks like she was actually in love with this y- man. Yes. And it felt like I was at, like, my best friend's wedding. Yes. Like, it it gave me that same feeling of when you watch, like, a really good friend get married. I know people complain about weddings. I love them. Yeah. And it's for that reason. And watching that, I literally said, oh, do you remember that? (laughs) I literally, like, like, I audibly said something. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was because I felt that. I felt like I was watching two of my friends like falling in love together. Yes. It was amazing. And meanwhile, I was weeping. Which is absolutely <laughs> weeping. <laughs> because. I didn't even know you were crying. And I looked mm-hmm. over when like the credits started rolling and you were just covered in tears. I was just. And I'm crying again because first of all, like you said, it was an incredibly beautiful shot. Beautiful. Just Everything about it was amazing and they looked so beautiful Mm -hmm. and so happy and so in love. Yep. And something about just spinning around with them. Taking in the moment. Just like orbiting them and experiencing it with them was just so beautiful. And it felt so real. Like you said, like Mm -hmm. it felt like they're actually in love yeah and so special Mm -hmm. like that was like the most perfect ending Mm -hmm. to a movie that i've seen in a very long time and they didn't give us like the prologue of like now they're married or they moved in together or whatever like we don't even know if they like stay together nope and it It doesn't matter matter. because all and i think that was also what made it so special is you know the way that they filmed that it was just like this is all that matters right now it's just them being in love Mm -hmm. and you felt that with them as a single tear falls down my cheek it's so dramatic right now you feel that with them and i just felt like that part of the movie felt like everyone in this whole experience has been here for a hundred years on the scene yeah because that was just the stuff of magic like i don't know that shit just (laughs) it hit you really amazing that capricorn tear is rolling capricorn tear is rolling that shot really got me yeah in general i was fairly impressed with the cinematography mm-hmm. however i will say we're gonna are you agree gonna with say this. what i say i think so okay let's do a count on a, on the count of three okay is it two words yes okay what's our major complaint one two three fish, fish eye, eye. <laughs> i don't know i don't know why they used it that yeah, much that was my question of 
what was the reasoning behind that? I was almost trying to analyze it like as the movie was going because I was like, this mm-hmm. is such a specific choice to keep using it. Yeah. Because they use the fisheye at the beginning and I just kind of assumed that it was both of them feel a little like awkward or out of place uh-huh. because both of them just went through breakups and the world seems kind of like fuzzy and weird. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of trying to represent like how they're feeling in the world right now, like right. kind of like they're in a fishbowl and they're just sure. trapped in what they're going through. Mm-hmm. But it kept going and it felt very disorienting mm-hmm. and lacked a purpose. Yeah. And there was another cinematography issue that I had where, again, I was trying to analyze it while it was happening, where Mm -hmm. they put a lot of the negative space behind. So when they're interacting together, the negative space isn't leading towards the other person. It's leading out into the room that they're in. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I thought that was maybe representative of they're still stuck in the past and they're not... Hmm fully opening themselves up to each other okay and there were scenes as they got closer that i i thought they were showing that gonna show them Mm -hmm. in the other way and i was like kind of waiting for it but they kept doing it even after they started falling in love so it almost feels to me like it was just kind of like stylistic choices yeah it wasn't really to like be a part of the storytelling maybe right and I felt like I was a little frustrated because I was like it worked yeah Yeah, it worked but then it was carrying it throughout the movie that really was odd to me and also Mm -hmm. what was odd was the actual camera itself for the fisheye scenes was a much lower resolution Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a lens change it was a clear camera change Mm -hmm. and so when you're jumping from like a fisheye to a stationary. They're changing quality. Sometimes they had like really quick shots too that felt out of place in the editing. I thought there were some editing choices that felt like they interrupted scenes Mm -hmm. that could have been more slow and purposeful and you're diving into the moment with these two characters. Mm -hmm. And they just kept doing these quick cuts while they were talking. And it wasn't necessary. And it Mm -hmm. felt like an editor was just like having a field day because it was like my first movie and, you know, having having a good time. So I think there was that element of, I mean, I obviously went to film school. I've worked on student films. And there was like a hint of that student Mm -hmm. film energy where it was... Like we were experimenting a lot. Experimenting, yeah. However, I will also say that from the limited amount of British television I've seen, like, for example, Skins, mm-hmm. they do somewhat have that style of editing and that yes. style of cinematography where it is a little quirky and a little mm-hmm. different. And so it might be a cultural thing. Like, it yeah. might be a British thing. That I that's wonder their style. that too. Especially if all these people worked in British television before. Sure. Yeah, So that makes sense. Either they're you know, fresh and they're trying new things Mm -hmm. and they're just having fun with it, which like, I totally respect that. It just didn't work for me. Um, Or they, you know, are just pulling off of styles that they learned from television style editing. It felt a little bit unrefined. Yeah, You know, like, like you said, I think it could have been really 
effective for the storytelling like the thing you were saying about the fisheye yep. i really like that idea about using the fisheye at the beginning that whole first 10 to 20 minutes yeah i think would have worked perfectly mm-hmm. and then slowly just edge out of yeah. the fisheye <laughs> because i think they just leaned a little too hard into it and just kind of yeah. were doing it to do it and it got distracting mm-hmm. it got to the point that it was noticeable and it was a distraction because i can tell you that it did mm-hmm. because i did not go to film school yeah. <laughs> um but i did notice that the fisheye thing was happening for a little bit too long mm-hmm. because do you remember i said to you what is that called again when you do the camera like that (laughs) and you said fisheye and i was like yeah and i didn't say anything else Uh but it was just like in that say whether you liked it in that moment i was just like i'm ready for that to be open (laughs) like i just like there was just a point where i was just like i want it to just be a regular camera yeah to be quite frank though besides those choices I don't really have very many complaints about this movie. Okay. I thought the script was tight and very genuinely funny. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just cookie cutter Mm rom-com comedy where there's like a best friend who's a little goofy and like makes the little jokes or like a Uh gay best friend that makes the little jokes or even sometimes they use like slapstick comedy in rom-coms. Yeah. This one was just genuinely funny like it was just funny people saying funny things Mm -hmm. in funny moments at the right time yeah and the deliveries were great the deliveries were perfect and the timing was great Mm -hmm. and obviously hats off to the director for pulling all of that together Mm -hmm. but I just have to like especially tip my hat to the two leads of this movie Mm -hmm. they were so captivating Mm -hmm. in a way that made me lose all sense of like even like where they were the title of the movie is literally the place that they're at yes (laughs) and i lost track besides Mm -hmm. the fact that they were british i the world seemed to like disappear around Mm -hmm. them and i felt like i was just watching almost two people in like a black box theater yeah like it truly i could have watched these two actors during rehearsal and I probably would have gotten the same thing out of it Mm -hmm. from watching this movie I am just so impressed by both of them and I just hope to God that the right people see this movie and they start getting offers for more work because their talent needs to expand outside of the UK absolutely something about them was just infectious yeah I don't know that's just the word that comes to mind like captivating also Mm -hmm. like you said but it's just like their energy Mm. i know in that final scene like we talked about where they were in love they Mm -hmm. were glowing but they were a little bit glowing the entire time yeah and david johnson is possibly one of the most precious human (laughs) beings that i've ever watched on screen Mm -hmm. um his performance was so cute and funny Mm -hmm. and unassuming and i think it was that's also what made this so refreshing is because he wasn't that like yeah beefy like chauvinistic like capitalist macho man like you were saying like we always see in a typical rom-com right and he also wasn't like ryan gosling in the notebook either like he was just a very different character as a leading male i agree and i also feel like they've tried in other rom-coms that I've seen to portray 
this type of person, mm-hmm. this type of man yes. before. Mm-hmm. They have tried. They have tried. And I'm going to upset you a tiny bit. Uh, okay. I'm scared. But one of the examples of it is Mark Ruffalo in 16 going on 30. 13 going on 30. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's how much I know about rom-coms. <laughs> He is portrayed as like that nice guy mm-hmm. and that kind of introverted, kind of introverted, you know, I'm shy. Like yeah. you shouldn't be into me. I'm shy. I'm just like a little nerdy I'm loser nerdy, guy. Yeah. And I think what I really loved about Dom's character and about David's performance, he's a good looking guy. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. he's not what society paints as like the male lead like people's sexiest yeah alive exactly and i think what was really great was that he wasn't this i'm just this little guy i'm a nice guy like why can't i have nice things like why do Mm -mm. women always leave me he knew his worth yes Mm -hmm. and he never questioned why is this woman into me no they never made a point of like He's this dork and she's this cool girl. They even sort of made a point about it because she asks him what he does for a living very mm-hmm. early on. And he's like, I'm an accountant. And instead of her being like, Bordeaux. Right. I think yeah. she, I forget what her reaction was, but it was something just like, yeah, that makes sense. Like you totally would be a, like a good accountant. Yeah. She was just like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's great. You are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just appreciated that about it because it seemed like they weren't trying to give us these portrait people. And we also weren't getting the like another example is any rom-com with Adam Sandler, where it's like yeah. this like dopey dorky guy that doesn't deserve the girl, but gets mm-hmm. her anyway. Mm-hmm. Also, what I thought was interesting is what they did with her character Mm -hmm. because she presented very extroverted very cool very fun like she's like out here talking to strangers like talking them up about their outfits and things but then later on we find out that it's a little bit of a facade and a cover yeah because she actually isn't as confident as she comes Mm -hmm. across and there's the scene that i thought was really cute where they do karaoke uh-huh. together and he an outwardly introverted, introverted person yeah. is like yeah let's do karaoke and she is terrified yeah and in that moment you're like wait a minute what's she got going yeah. on like there's something else going on with her and i thought that was really cool because it's like we all can relate to that yep. or someone who is like that and you know he kind of just steps out of his comfort zone anyways and gets up there and starts singing and rapping and making a fool of himself until she eventually is like okay well this guy can do this yeah like I can go up there with him yeah and I thought it was just really cool to see them play off of each other in those ways Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like you said it was not cookie cutter characters it was not cookie cutter performances and I think again that's what makes this so real and down to earth and special Because, again, they just felt like real people. I already know your answer, but (laughs) what's your popcorn This is like a trough (laughs) of popcorn. Yeah. Like, this is is a large and a half. Like, it's one of those movies, like I said, that the more I think about it, Mm -hmm. the more I love it. And I already loved it as soon as it ended. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, 
I already can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. Like, it's just so special, captivating, infectious, really witty and sharp, which of course it is because it's British humor. Yeah. Love um, British humor. Which so is just much. better in every <laughs> yeah. way. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it's just, it did all the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the fact that our only criticism of it was that they used fisheye for too long yeah. and that they could have edited it a little bit better yeah, really speaks volumes about what kind of movie mm-hmm. this is. It was just like this perfect little short story mm-hmm. of a day in the life of two people who fall in love. Yeah. So it's a large for me. <laughs> just back to the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got a little carried away. I know. Large popcorn. I am also going to give this a large. To be completely honest with you, the rest of the movie could have sucked and I would have given it a large anyway just for that last shot. Dude, same. <laughs> I, that last shot was just something very incredibly special. Mm-hmm. I truly loved and enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, all I wanted after watching this movie was a big fat burrito. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I already knew what you were going to say before you said it. I was like, they're really going to eat two burritos in front of me Mm -hmm. and I needed a burrito. it looked really good. Wait, the burritos that they bought from Colin Firth. Oh, wait. And the burrito stand was called Love Guacchali. How did we forget to talk about this? Oh my God. They went to a burrito stand on Rye Lane, which was this like little, (laughs) this little indoor market thing. Uh And they're like buying these burritos and we did not recognize it right away. But the person that they bought burritos from was literally Colin Firth. (laughs) Wearing Wearing a t-shirt. A t-shirt that said love guacchali. How are you supposed to say that? Guacchali or guacchali? Because it's love Guac- actually, but it's guacamole. Guacamole. So guac love guac- guacchali. 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 I feel like Guac- it's like somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Thought you shimmying your shoulder. Guac- well, how you're saying it, I feel like I'm Guac- supposed to. Love guacchali. Love guacchali. Love guacchali. Well, that does it for us this week. Mm-hmm. So happy we watched this movie. Yes. Just so happy. What a fun time. I mean, like, popped a little popcorn and ate little candies on the couch. Yeah. Man, like, I love the theater, don't get me wrong, but when we watch a movie at home, there's just something, like, special about it. That's such it. an underrated activity. I know. I have to say. Which is funny, because I feel like most people, they do the opposite. Like, they mostly watch movies at home right. and, like, occasionally go to the theater. Mm-hmm. But, but like, you we know, live at the theater. If so. you get a Regal Unlimited pass, one day Regal will contact us. One day they ha- technically have contact. I know. Us. Oh my God, they have. We've talked to Regal. We've spoken. <laughs> We've conversed. <laughs> anyway, next week I will be out of town for work, so we will not be recording a new episode. So we will be back the week after that. Mm-hmm. So until then, we hope you have a lovely two weeks, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on the ride home. Bye.